Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates, a podcast about the journey that is dating in 2021. We are joined by Carlin. Thank God. Um, I missed you. Hi, Carlin. How are you? Hi, everybody. I missed you guys, too. It's been too long. We're thrilled to see your face. We're thrilled for this fucking new week, new president. (laughs) Oh, new yeah. everything. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we talked about it on the Patreon, but just this is our first regular episode hitting the internet since our new lives have begun. Is that dramatic? Yeah. No. I, I mean... think it's 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 totally appropriate. I it's just everything's so calm. Or I mean it's still crazy, but I think like when watching like the first um like the White House press secretary like briefing was like, oh God, she's so normal. She's nice. (laughs) She's not yelling at anybody. I saw a video that compared like Sean Spicer's, which also the fact that that name is so old and like how many people they went through in that administration, administration, like his first one. And then this lady, I think Jen is her name, his first one. And it was like crazy, just like the difference of, I don't know, somebody being cordial and knowledgeable was really interesting. So yeah. Yeah, just the amount of waves of relief. Like, I heard someone say the president yesterday, and I had an immediate, like, uh, response. And I was like, oh, my God, that's somebody new. <laughs> like, just I keep rediscovering, like, new awesome things. Or I watched a, a video, of, like, of Donald Trump getting off the plane in Florida, and it said former president on it. And it was like, <laughs> so cathartic. It's all, That video is also cathartic. I'm not sure if you saw when they land in Palm Beach, Melania just keeps fucking walking. Donald Trump rave, waves at the press, but she does not even take a beat. She keeps walking. She is so over it. It's it's pretty, pretty beautiful. It's uh, very good. Yeah. Uh, incredible. Oh, well, well, good riddance. I mean, obviously, many things are still shit, but agreed with you all. At least I'm not like, what, you know, country is he going to strike with a nuke? by tweet or something or he threatened to by tweet so who adults in positions of power feels nice uh great refreshing very refreshing. also refreshing is our podcast where we talk about dates <laughs> carla's going on dates safely in our internet in our internet era well yeah, yeah. but in the <laughs> in our pandemic era and internet era um, we are going to talk about one of those dates today. We're also going to follow up on Mr. PhD for anyone who's been following along with Carlin's journey. Um, and what else are we going to do? We're going to we're going to talk about some big old celebrity breakups of late. Uh, this is, you know, we're not a pop culture podcast, but these are two relevant and very like pandemic relationships falling the fuck apart before these people have even been vaccinated so that's interesting (laughs) and we'll do a little content consumption too real quick because we've always got your backs there uh also just gonna shout out some business we are trying to figure out just a cooler people wanted a newsletter or a non-patreon community or bonus episodes whatever we're sorting that out we keep calling it our dating community like it's not gonna be that fancy but if you want to shoot us your email people have been 
dropping some emails our way, DMing them. And if you want to just stay in the loop with what we're doing next, follow us at 51 Dates Pod. Um, do join our Patreon right now, though, because that's where our Bachelor content lives. And Matt James is a bad kisser, so that's fun to talk about. Uh, and I act like I've kissed him before. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like we all have at this point. Like. <laughs> at this point it's like- yeah. Everyone's ha- had a kiss like that where someone like, Open, their mouth is too wide open on the way in and you're just like, it's like what are you doing <laughs> what are you trying to accomplish here oh gosh it's so funny because we've been podcasting I've been I've had this um journal from former guest Jordan Sondler sitting near my podcast thing I mean listeners can't see this but it's literally just a like the the cover of this is all cartoons of different types of bad kissers do you guys do yes it's amazing it's been my podcast yeah. notes notebook for a while and now we're talking about it a lot with Matt James um so we're gonna talk about breakups we're gonna talk about content we're gonna oh you know what we have keep forgetting to do is give away this goddamn vibrator slash dildo slash lilo sex toy we'll do it next week for we, sure we will do it next week it's it's our like, bad we oh it's my god really are bad we because it's an <laughs> i would do it now but we haven't done the random sorting yeah to grab one so, so next week. we will promise we'll next week you. it's also one more week to join the giveaway if you want to we're giving away a lilo soraya which is like a really fancy like 220 dollar amazing quality sex toy from this great company lilo that we've talked about before um, it's like their version of the rabbit. I have one. Highly recommend. Uh, all you have to do is write a review on Apple Podcasts and screenshot it. Email it to us at 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. If you've already written a review, you can also tag us in your Instagram stories. Um, and we'll keep track of those so you can email us a screenshot or not. We will we will grab them. Um, and then you'll be entered for our giveaway, which I have finally stopped calling a raffle because I am an internet person now because you have raffles or rollerblades cool. you're an influencer now you can't be saying raffle when you have liza has these badass well bad it's almost the wrong word though she has these very cool fucking trendy beautiful rollerblades that are pastel blue and yellow and chef's kiss i'm just i want liza mm. to influence yes. us all it was one of those really weird pandemic purchases that I was just like on the couch and I was kind of like depressed and I just was like thinking about activities that could get me out of the house and I bought rollerblades um they're from Impala Skate (laughs) I'm gonna shout it out not sponsored I wish they would they're really fucking cute and cool but I'm gonna I'm gonna be a blader you'll find me out there in the spring in Central Park you know (laughs) say hi (laughs) I'll be I'll be blading alone no one's doing it since the 90s um However, is that all our business? I think so. Yeah. Join our secret Facebook group. Send us your voice notes about your worst first dates or best first dates or dating questions. Send us your emails. We love them. Sorry to keep the business section going on so long, but we love you all. And that is it. Fucking putting a line in the sand. No more business. Okay. No more. What we will do is some consumption corner. All right. Um, Guys, what is everyone watching? (laughs) Well, I can chime in on your last recommendation to me, Liza, about Pretend It's a City, the Fran Leibowitz, Martin Scorsese thing. I honestly, I loved your endorsement. I just didn't think I would love it as much as I do love it. It just made me so nostalgic for New York and it's very soothing and easy to watch and I would just recommend that uh, again. And then I I am trying to think about what I've been watching or consuming otherwise. The thing that I most recently consumed is a French show on Netflix called Call My Agent. So I briefly mentioned Lupin last week and how I'm liking 
Carla and I spoke French better when I was younger. Like I'm not, mm. my parents aren't French, but I, I, I basically have been watching these shows and then like repeating every line out loud to see, see if I can get my French back. But Call My Agent is about an agency in France. If, if either of you, neither have you, of you have seen it and it's a talent agency. So it's just fun. It's a comedy. Um, so far I like it. And again, I just like feel like I'm transported to Paris and then I feel like I'm getting my French back a little bit. So I'll shout that out. Yeah, I've heard such good things. I do really want to investigate it. Um, I don't have any good consumption. Like, I'm watching Bridgerton. I'm behind everyone in the world. It's not worth talking about. I haven't even gotten to the horny parts yet. So it's just, like, good. You know, like, I'm still waiting. Like, I know it gets real. It's I know it's, like, a super horny show. And that's part of why I'm watching it. But I've watched a lot of episodes that I'm like, okay, like, where's the fucking? I think I'm almost there. I'm on, like, episode five. So I think it's coming soon. It's got to. There's only eight episodes. I also felt like it wasn't, like, horny enough. And maybe that's mm -hmm. just, like, quarantine me be like, you know, we can turn up that (laughs) dial a little bit more. But when people are like, you know, oh, it's, like, it's, you know, from the Shonda universe, but, like, you know, steamier. And I was like, great, yeah, give me that smut. And I was like, this is good, but, like, they could get, I mean, it's Netflix, who cares? Let's get it, let's get into it. Let's get into it. I agree, Carlin. I saw your face starting to go there. I feel like it was, like, sometimes, like, all the buzz about it being so horny. It was more like awkward and just focused rather than being like horny in the way I would really mm. like to see horny. I mean, it's, well, it's, yeah. this is disappointing to hear. Uh, like, yeah. it's not, we'll see what you think. It's not, Okay, I don't know. And just like the attractiveness of many men in that show, is that, yeah. that made me horny, so. I mean, the yeah. fucking Duke yeah. is the hottest person I've ever seen. Yeah. Yes. Like, I don't know that I've seen a more beautiful person than the the I don't know the actor's name, but he, the guy who plays the Duke. He's just like, it's almost stupid how perfect. <laughs> like it's just not, you know. Even people like Matt James or whatever who are objectively hot, but I could you could like pick them apart and be like, oh, he's not my type. He's like too jacked. He's too I don't know, like whatever. Like I just don't think that anyone who's attracted to men ever could say that the person who is who plays the duke on this show is not the the hottest person they've ever seen am i yeah. just like no, very so you guys hot. are giving me slightly blank looks and i'm like oh no. am i alone no 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 okay. in my head i'm thinking about like bachelor hotness and how that's like very different from like you're on a screen like hollywood yes. hotness and how i don't think i've ever seen that in like a bachelor content which is fine i'm just like thinking about it now that it's like you don't even know you don't know shit you're never gonna be this way you're never gonna be this hot which is fine because like what gosh all that hotness i don't even i don't even know yeah people that are hot have to be on tv yeah like you can't not make a living from being that hot if you are that hot i think why why would you yeah model or actor someone's gonna come up to you at the coffee shop like the story fully i oh 100 percent yeah like, that could you imagine to- that being your dentist or something? Like, I just the lawsuits <laughs> would be, I think that's why you have to, like, be famous. Yeah, <laughs> it's mean, true. And it's alarming sometimes when you meet a really hot person doing a normal job, you know? Yeah. Like, like it's, it doesn't happen that often because mostly they don't have to work that hard because someone rich <laughs> marries them or they get off or whatever. Like, this happened, we had a, Kimmy and I had a friend who was an actor who was also like on Broadway and whatever. And he was a professional dancer, but he, he made a lot of his living as a model. And he, you know, he had gone to a very fancy school and was dancing with big companies. And he, he was a really legit dancer. And someone just came up to him on the street and was like, you want a model? And he's like, sure. 
and then he made his love. It's like that's just the shit that happens to people like that. Okay. Like to to quant- to put his hotness in perspective, we were once out with him and he was a bit drunk and he broke a stranger's iPhone screen. Remember this, Liza? Oh yeah, it he was broke who was- and it was like the guy like asked him for his number or something it was just like there was no problem like he yes the guy still wanted to go out with him he was like it's okay you just broke this, my iphone screen this is the craziest thing i've ever witnessed this our friend i'm gonna call him like peter that's not his name uh <laughs> peter was was approached by a guy who asked for his number peter was putting his phone number okay. into this guy's phone he dropped his phone shattered the screen this stranger picked up the phone saw the screen was shattered and peter was like sorry and the guy was like Oh, it's okay. Did your number make it in? <laughs> That's a level of hot where it's just like, yeah, you can't be a dentist. <laughs> this is all spawned from my thirst for the Duke, whose actor name I don't know. Um, but that's basically all I've been watching. And then I've just been watching um, the new season of RuPaul's Drag Race is airing, and it's very good. A lot of really good queens. Great season. And you, RuPaul's Drag Race UK is also airing. And they're on a similar cycle. Like, there's two episodes of UK out and three episodes of America out. And to have so much fresh Drag Race content every week is such a fucking balm to my soul in these trying times. And just, if you want to experience joy and the best reality TV personalities ever on TV ever, like, it's a great time to get into Drag Race. <laughs> I will never stop shouting it out. <laughs> no, I love Car- it. <laughs> Carlin, what about you? I similarly am like always 10 years behind to anything that's like popular that's on t- TV. And I don't know what made me do it, but I started watching The Mandalorian just because I've seen all of the like baby Yoda or Grogu memes or whatever. Um, and like, you know, whatever. I, I'm not into like the lore. Like actually one of the hinge dates that I've been on once he was talking about it. And I brought it up and I was like, oh, well, you know, I've seen like those like newer ones with like Hayden Christensen and like the like original movies. And he laughed at me because he was like, you mean the original or no, I called them the the regular movies. And he's like, you mean the original trilogy? And I was like, whatever, dude, I don't know the regular ones, like the, you know, the <laughs> standard ones that are in the middle, but not really. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry um, that they're all out of order, number-wise, numerically. Right. Like, excuse me. <laughs> so normal. Like, right. And then even as I was watching more, like, on Disney+, Plus and because they're, like, in the fucking Roman numerals, which is fine, but just, like, COVID brain, I was like, oh, is this right? Do I care if it's out of order? If Disney+, Plus is going to recommend it to me, I'm just going to assume this is in order, and, like, let's call it a day. Um, <laughs> and I was... I was entertained. I mean, like a cute little puppet that like loves and adores you. Like who, like, you know, why wouldn't that warm my heart? It's so fucking cute. What a smart thing they did. Like I haven't watched the show, but it's been on in my home and it's clearly people say the second season is so good, but I'm almost just, I just want to stare at cute baby Yoda. It's, I I just, yeah. Yeah. Props to them. That was good. Good for you, John Favreau. You did good. (laughs) Yep. God, that man must have so much goddamn money. Every he just everything so does money. tight. Um, I am just so happy they like puppets are just always better than CG. Like puppets mm-hmm. are just fucking cute. It's like that. Like everyone is obsessed with Baby Yoda because he's a puppet, and mm. if he were CG, it yeah. it wouldn't be the same. That's fair. I'm just like yeah. more puppets and shit. Yeah, that's my, <laughs> my soapbox. 2021 um, more puppets. That's awesome. Right. That'd yeah, be great. I'm into uh, that. 
Yeah, it's just like, some Muppet action, too. some Statler and Waldorf. I love those old men. Like you know who the grumpy old men in the Muppets? The ones in the yeah. I think those yeah, are the opera there. Maybe that's not their name. They got yeah. Bernie memed a bunch this yeah. week. Bernie got oh, put they? up in the that all the Bernie in the balcony memes. with Stadler and Warnoff. Stadler and Waldorf. I is that yeah, right? Bernie memes okay. were. I good think for so. You. That's a good memory. It's because I really like them. It's yeah. like weird. Since I was a kid, I was like, Crazy. I relate to those two. <laughs> like, great. Awesome. Um, should we talk a little bit about the big celeb breakup? Yes. I defer to both of you. Which one shall we tackle first? Clarendale or Banana? I have more to say about Clarendale. Same. Okay. Let's so maybe let's do um, – Banana. Ba- banana yeah, first. Let's yeah. do banana. Banana okay. split. I've heard that everywhere. It's not oh my, my own. God. Banana is I not like even it. my own. You know? <laughs> I honestly haven't heard that and I love it. If, you, love if you're if you not aware, we're talking about Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas. Yes. Banana. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't. I don't. Like, I Only because I have a cousin named Ana. So I'm sensitive to the one N. I can. I can matters. just start us off by saying for me, it's just like the quintessential, you know, I loved all the photos of them walking around Los Angeles with Dunkin' Donuts and holding hands, sometimes wearing masks, sometimes not. It was at the beginning of quarantine. We had no celebrity content. We had them. And I actually, I know they were, that movie that they did together hasn't even come out yet, um, mm. which is why this breakup is kind of curious to me. But I guess like in the grander scheme, it, scheme of things, it feels really representative of like, Oh, is the the COVID timeline, the COVID relationship timeline starting to expire? Um, because they went strong from, I feel like, you know, April, May, whenever it was till now. And I don't know. I'm curious about IRL people who aren't actors, if there, if there are any relationships on a similar timeline and trajectory. But that's not really a, an opinion. It's just me summing up my thoughts. I mean, I feel like I've heard of – I feel like COVID was its own, like, cuffing season. Mm. <laughs> like, I've seen a couple relationships that were, like, early days at the beginning of COVID and then people, like, have moved in together and, like, spend all their time together. And, like, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, I think that this banana split could be, um, like, a canary in a coal mine of, like, more of these are coming. Which is scary as someone who's like dating in IRL. Like, you know, I'm like, no. oh gosh, what's the timeline? I mean, if these millionaires can't make it work, who can? <laughs> um, yeah, like they have so many rooms in their house they can retreat to. Right. I got two rooms. <laughs> I guess I do wonder, I just think about, I, I or was thinking about like Ben Affleck and, but more specifically like his marriage to Jennifer Garner, like taking it like, way back and then I'm not entirely sure what happened I mean I guess he was or is an alcoholic I don't know if he cheated but just like and I guess I just think like anybody that's getting in like starts dating somebody that has children like it's automatically like serious right and like Mm -hmm. I feel like I saw pictures of them walking with his kids too so I guess I just wonder like how at what point are you like introducing somebody into your life and like into your kids lives just because like you know oh it's COVID it's easier like is it worth all of that work and like you're not sure about it and not that you being sure about means it's gonna work out obviously because you know divorce exists um I don't know I guess it was just interesting I am just it would be too lazy to do all that like emotional work and then like not you know just break up a couple months later but so 
I don't know. If they want to come on the show, I'd love to know more about. Yeah, we'd love to have them. (laughs) Let's get them on. Yeah. (laughs) And speaking of the children, just real quick before we move on, because I feel like I don't know, unless anyone else feels passionately about speaking about them. The kids were photographed playing with Anna and her cardboard cutout of herself. I don't know. I I followed this too closely. And then more recently, part of the breakup was that someone was seen outside of the home throwing away the cardboard cutout of Anna. So I I saw that picture. People think it's Casey Affleck throwing it away, which (laughs) is just layers of hilarity. I feel bad. These are humans and they're suffering. I make fun of QAnon, but this is like, it's not Casey Affleck. Like there's, I just don't think that's what's happening here. Maybe it is. I don't know. I just want it to be. Trust the plan. Well, I think I also saw a post how they got, um, you know, those uh, like heart necklaces, like when it's split into you and you get it for your best friend in like, you know, the fifth grade, like they both were spotted with those necklaces, I think. There was. Yeah. COVID. And not that you shouldn't get that, but but it's just like, what's happening (laughs) here? And it was like huge. It wasn't like a tiny, cute, like, you know, 14 karat gold one. It was like a huge... You got it at the fair. Claire's? What about Claire's? Claire's? You got it at Claire's. It's got the like ball and hook chain. Yes. You know, the, the thing that's all like little tiny silver balls and it hooks. Oh, yes. yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's nostalgic right there. That is. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. And like it was kind of drama if you, ha- you know, if you had it with someone else, like maybe you're excluding, you know, right. there's always like some shade. Who who gets the other half? Yeah. So well, what about... Our our pals Dale and Claire. This is crazy. Oh, gosh, that was so. I mean, and like what everybody is saying, not surprising that it happened at all, but that it happened so soon. But I just feel like the more and more that I hear about it, like from his Instagram post or whatever, like to what she posted, it's just like all of these. Oh gosh, I don't know. I feel so many things about it, and so it just has like a lot of layers and I remember I think I texted Liza I was like is Dale a dick like not that I thought he was innocent or anything but it's just like are you a terrible person and I'm not sure (laughs) yeah it's like I have many complicated feelings because I think like everything that comes out that made me also be like is he a terrible person I think he's very misguided and maybe didn't handle this the best but I don't I don't know what like Claire's side is spinning too, right? The story is about he just put that up on his Instagram without giving her a heads up or something. Then I'm like, oh, fuck, that's dark. But like I feel like it's also complicated because my biggest pet peeve with Claire the whole season was that her whole thing was I'm an independent woman. I don't need anyone. And then she so desperately needed someone or to meet, to be engaged. All these like societal I've succeeded in love markers that she jumped into shit so quickly and then wasn't I'm not saying she can't be an independent woman and also want love really badly it just like I feel like she ruined like that reputation for herself by just being so kind of desperate around him and giving none of the other guys a chance and so this is kind of like fucking told you so but I also think he didn't play it right he he maybe he's just a little bit dumb not a total dick because if he wanted to be famous he should have just said I'm not ready to get engaged like if you get engaged, you've got to make it work out for longer. Otherwise, you make yourself the villain. Like, I think right now a lot of people, even if they don't love Claire, are like, fuck you, Dale. But I'm going on. I don't know why I just got so heated about this. I'm just like, <laughs> this is stupid to care about. But yeah, like this, what a recipe for disaster. What idiots. Right. 
And just for like Dale, like whatever game he's playing, like now, if he, even if he's like in the bachelor world, like even if he's asked to be on paradise, which I would be surprised, like he already, like you're done boy. Like there's nothing Mm -hmm. as good is going to come out of this. I don't know what you thought it would be, but like, you're not bouncing back from any of this. And I think like for Claire, the thing, how she says, or how she's always talking about like never settling, which good for you, but it's like, at no point did you think to ask like these like really important questions to see if your lives even line up. And it's one thing if you're going to disregard the 20 other guys or however many it was, cause you think it's like this one person you could at least like, maybe like not just make out with them and like to see, cause I remember their conversations. Like they would start to talk about something serious. Dale had that stupid, like blank look on his face. And then she'd be like, I just want to kiss you. I just want to make out. And then it would just make out. And <laughs> Like, and I'm all for hormones, man, but, like, come on. Oh, my gosh. It almost felt like they were, like, a vacation romance, you know? I mean, this has never happened to me, but I always, I feel like there's lots of, there's, like, a genre of movies where it's, like, you go on vacation and you have, like, a whirlwind romance. And I'm thinking of Under the Tuscan Sun, which is a (laughs) massively underrated film. Let's have an episode where we break that down. That movie is amazing. Yeah, let's do it on Patreon. Yes, and it's on something because I recently watched it. Yes. It's a fucking good movie. Diane Lane's a treasure. I want that to be my life. Like, let's just go and we'll figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 100%. We need to do that for the Patreon. We need to do an Under the Tuscan Sun rewatch. Yep. Like, I haven't watched it in a while, but I also think it may actually be like a non problematic rom com. I'm saying that now. I'm sure I'm going to get added. I bet there's problematic shit because it was made in like 2003. So I guess how can there not be? But I don't know. The guys in that are all kind of like not turds. It's about a woman taking control of her own life. Yeah. We're all thinking, I'll watch it and then I'll come back to this. Don't know, put me like, on it. Being not going through the guys like, oh my God, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I'm like I, anybody rapey? Uh, who's in that? Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I feel like Dale and Claire had that like whirlwindy thing, which is like, yeah, but you don't go to Vegas and marry that. You know, like you don't, like it felt like Britney Spears and her <laughs> ex who was at the Capitol riots, by the way. Britney Spears' husband of 55 hours. I saw that. Um, oh, my gosh. God. Yeah. Crazy. Ugh. But um, it it always felt like that. And I just feel like with those things, and I mean, I've even had friends get into, like, whirlwind romances and be like, this is it. And, like, no one's, like, gotten married off of it, but, like, calling it very early. And I, I never want to be a bummer, but I always wanted to be like, careful. Like, don't write the story before you, like do your due diligence here. <laughs> and it, yeah, just like nobody was doing any like due diligence with Clarendale. Yeah, it feels like another brand of like to the whirlwind romance thing. It feels like different than Banana in terms of another kind of relationship that could very easily exist in quarantine because everything has to happen so fast. You know, it was on an even tighter timeline and then just totally. exploded. And I don't know. I think it's just a good reminder that, you know, uh, like don't, put all your eggs in one basket. Don't like be so intent on getting engaged because that's what you've been told to equate with love that you end up engaged to an asshole or an asshole adjacent human. I don't know. That's my kind of takeaway from them. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think also just looking, um, I just wanted to check that Jail did take the statement down from like his Instagram page. It's still on Claire's but I think it's just Mm. I remember seeing like after you sent it to me Liza 
uh, on his Twitter, like that same day, like after posting it, he just like had a tweet out that was like, so what's everybody doing today? And it's like, read the room, fucker. Everybody's reading about your failed relationship. What the hell do you mean? Like, <laughs> you are so bad at playing this game that has been played yeah. for like decades before you. No wonder that you are a former NFL athlete that didn't get any game time because you're terrible at this game too. Like, what the hell are you going to do? Bring Dale on this show well, for some fucking last. life advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It is not Dude. that hard and you are fucking it up. <laughs> Well, strong words. I mean, we might be able to Uh, get Dale within the next six months as his career entirely tanks and he has nowhere to go. (laughs) But here's a real question. And this could be something we if you guys, if you like our bachelor takes, you should join our Patreon for as little as a dollar. Remember when Kimmy said we were done with business? Now we're done with business. Um, I this could be something we bop to the Patreon for discussion. But do you think Dale's going to I feel like there's a world where Dale gets an invite to paradise. Like I almost feel like Dale is playing. A, making a play badly for The Bachelor or a future in the franchise where he can make a living doing this. I, think, I don't know if he can now. People fucking hate him. I think he would just be the villain if he's on Paradise, but even to the point where the contestants or whatever people are like, oh, gross, but then there will be like one girl like, oh, but he's so nice. And then like, you know, whatever. but then it still amounts to nothing because I think he's just, you know, possibly a fuck boy. But, um... I don't know. I just, I think that I, I don't, he's just not interesting enough, I don't think. And I think also he just doesn't have the kind of, I mean, even when Claire's all like, oh, I met my future husband or whatever. And I think, at least I was like, I mean, he's cute, but like, he doesn't talk about anything. What's, what's, what else are you attracted to? It's, you know. Other than the physical, which, you know, that's great. But, like, mentally, what's going on? What's going on, you guys? Like, what do you what do you talk about? What do you, what does he like? So, I don't even know. I don't know. Not that that's what the Bachelor of Paradise is about, <laughs> obviously. But sometimes it feels like it's more about that because they don't have anything to do except sit around mm-hmm. together and hang out. You yeah. know, like, they do some activities or whatever, but it's mostly just, like, we're at a beach house together with nothing to do and no phones and no TV and no books not that i think anyone's like a, a massive reader for like okay. a month god i'm so excited for paradise yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, I can't wait for summer i wonder because claire has done so much for this franchise it feels i wonder just because this seemed like such a messy breakup if like she has enough sway somehow so that they even if they want him on paradise as the villain they kind of can't mm-hmm. do it without looking like true evil producers that's I'm not sure. That's where my head was first at. Now I'm like, they do whatever they want on this show. But I was I was like, he played this, to Carlin's point, all wrong. Like, what, you're going to have 50,000 yeah. extra followers or whatever. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. Ugh. What a wild world. What a wild world. So. Speaking of dating and wild worlds, should we get into Carlin's date? Segway. Yes. Should we take a little ad break real quick? And yes. Come right back. Great idea. Okay, we are back to talk about Carlin and her dating life, which she is so generously sharing with us. Um, We're here for it. Fucking love hearing about it. But first, I just remembered on our mini break 
that, well, I didn't actually, let me not take credit for this. Carlin reminded me that we had not debriefed on Carlin's dating profile after sharing it with the entire internet that follows us. So not that many, but we got, you know, a lot of feedback about how beautiful and radiant Carlin was in her photos. So (laughs) no one was creepy. People are just nice. The people it's, we have a good little, it's, it's one of the perks of not being a huge podcast in any way, (laughs) shape or form. Um, However, I did put up some polls and I'm just going to take us through them and read the results. Um, Okay, the first hinge prompt that we put on our Instagram story, Carlin had said, the one thing you should know about me is that I value openness and clarity in relationships. So I will preface a meal by saying you cannot have any of my French fries. And then (laughs) I asked via poll, are you a fry sharer? Or don't you dare. Oh, my God. It's going to be embarrassing seeing the stupid things I put on the poll. But what? wait, let's play a game. What do you each think? How many, what percentage said they are a fry sharer versus don't you dare? Gosh. I saw the answer, so I'm going to let Carlin answer. Oh, I don't know. I feel like the number of times, like the reason that I put that in my profile is because I've met a lot of like fry shares in my life. And I do want to say this is like at the beginning of the meal, like the plate was just put down and the person that you're with mm. reaches across, which after you guys had posted it and I posted it on my stories, a friend of mine like messaged. She's like, I remember the one time that you like almost yelled at me and killed me for like doing it. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But yes, it's true. Don't do that. So I don't know. I think maybe, I feel like there's maybe more fry shares in the world. So I'm going to go like, like 55 for sharing, 55%, 45 non-shares. It was 76 fry share. See, that's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. I mean, our sample is like pretty homogenous in terms of being like a lot of like women or female identifying people. And I'm maybe that has something to do with it. I like your. I wouldn't fucking share my fries. I'm team no fry. I would be voting no share. That's so (laughs) insane to me. It. Yeah, I know. I actually was very surprised that it wasn't a closer split as well. So our listeners are nice. They're I guess generous. You guys are nice. Than us. You guys yeah. are nice. Yeah, good for you. I want to go out to dinner with you and all you. I know. Fries. Gosh, yeah. more fries. Exactly. But also, I just I love your answers still because it's not like you're like I hate fry sharing. Like the poll doesn't really capture that that you open with. I value openness and clarity in relationships, and right. then it's just you so know. you know. Just like so you if know. you. If you want to go ahead and steal one of these fries and do it successfully, like I will just be side eyeing you for the rest of the night. And like now you know that from day one of knowing me. It's also such a good opener for like just going and getting French fries together, which feels like the optimal if you're going to eat on a first date. A French fry situation Mm. is so So easy. Plus French fries with like a cocktail, like a yummy cocktail. Yes. Either that or like chips and guac with like a, you know, like a salty thing, a salty substantial thing with a cocktail is like the best fucking at a bar oh my god i want quarantine to be over i know that's what i'm thinking like oh my gosh this just makes me think of pre-covid days man yeah all right the next one was the way to win me over is being handy with things and handsy with me Eh, face whoa whoa i can't do that face it's the emoji that is winking and has a tongue out Wait, oh, we didn't post Carlin yeah. doing it. Oh, it's like a- <laughs> Part of the reason we didn't post it is because I look so bad in every single screenshot that I didn't send it, but I will. I'm ready to sacrifice myself. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring it back. You guys look cute in most of them. I look like fucking Quasimodo or so. It's very alarming. 
<laughs> Quasimodo. Forgot about that dude. Um, and no, you don't, Liza, ever look like him. But <laughs> no. also no shade to Quasimodo. Uh, okay. And then I asked, do you prefer a partner who is handy or handsy? This one's fun. What do you guys think the split was on handy or handsy? I think it's handy. Maybe 60-40 for handy. You're a, Liza, did you see this one too? Yeah, I okay. saw all the results. It's 58%, so I'm 42%. Yeah, you yeah. are, like, if Genius. this was a, you know, deal, not dealer, no, what's the uh, price is right, you'd be crushing it. Like, I know. Yeah, you'd be winning some money right now. Yeah. You'd be winning a dinette set. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> God, that'd be amazing. Um, an air fryer would be better. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. if I get all three. <laughs> that's the showcase showdown you gotta you get the whole package the rollerblades the air fryer the dinette set a panasonic tv damn that's another profitable idea like somebody have like a virtual game show and the prizes are like covid friendly like this is is easy or oprah's favorite things oprah get on this podcast oh gosh oh my god yeah We'll, we'll just call her up. We'll tweet at her. Yeah, we'll say <laughs> we have a podcast too, okay? We're Gail. I'll take Gail. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. Oh, I don't have them. Why did I say okay like I had the next one? <laughs> I'm just ready for it. It's our final round. Dun, dun, dun. I'm overly competitive about the board game Clue. I will own you. Okay. And then I said takes on board games. I said Clue rules or Monopoly Stan. I probably didn't. Okay, I don't want to give anything away, but I'm, I I wasn't as creative as I could have been here. I like this one that you compared it with the two because I know people feel really strongly about Monopoly, and I recently played it and like did so poorly. Um, so I'm pretty sure this is Monopoly, and maybe even like 70, 30, 70 to eighty percent for Monopoly. It is not. Carlin, people are on your team. It is 60% Clue to 37% Monopoly hey, Stan. So. Yes. But, okay. So maybe, okay. I'm glad to hear that some people do feel strongly about Monopoly though, because I think I was just being lazy and like, that's a game I know the name of. So <laughs> cool. I feel like people love Monopoly. Like nobody ever talks about Clue anymore. So yes, Clue people. Yeah. I mean, I want to play. I want to, I want a board. A clue board. Guys, clue is I this is a it's thing, so Carlin, that I didn't until you until we saw your dating profile. This was like a weird similarity that I did not know we shared. Clue is like my favorite board game in the world. Like I've always had a fucking copy of Clue on my person, like including in college. It makes me sad that we didn't That's so crazy. No in college that we together. shared this. Yeah. We could have played Clue. With- I know. We would have need to pull in a third because you can't play Clue with two people, really. Yeah. I mean, you can. They do the thing, fun. yeah, now. But, like, that's so crazy. Yeah, that we never even talked about that. Yeah, I, I love Wild. Clue. It's a good fucking oh, game. Also, okay. love the movie. The I movie's movie so good. every Halloween. Yes. It's my favorite <laughs> Halloween movie. I've definitely talked about Clue on this podcast before. The I movie. feel like so. the Clue movie probably impacted those numbers, too, though, I'm, though it was, like, a choice between the games. I just feel like there's a cult mm. following around Clue and, like, yeah. We all know it's the cooler game, so. Yeah. Do you know in England it's called Cluedo? Oh, I, yes. I did know that. I did know Isn't that. Isn't that bonkers? Okay. Yeah, I don't like anyway. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, same language buddies. Like, you can just say Clue. Okay. Right. It's like, um, what are you doing? <laughs> fucking weirdos. Um, anyway, we're also going to do a little follow-up on a previous date that we've talked about with Mr. PhD. We did a couple episodes on him. We are like... As everybody listening knows, like dating is very complicated right now due to COVID. So we're, with with Carlin's dates, we're kind of changing the mold. We're doing like we're not just doing first dates because she can't go on as many first dates. We're going to talk a little bit about, 
you know, we're, we're doing some follow-ups. We're going to talk about a first date today. In the future, we may do like an app chat roundup where we talk about like all the app conversations and just like kind of rapid fire go through some of them. Today, we're going to talk about a first date. But first, we want to follow up on our follow-up of Mr. PhD because we got some comments in our secret Facebook group from some disgruntled PhD students. And, you know, we, 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 whoa, whoa, I'm so excited about the PhDs in our Facebook group. Uh, we briefly touched on this last week, but Carlin wasn't on the pod. And I, I mean, she deserves to hear the feedback, you know? So I will read you these, a few of the comments we got. So in reference to the most recent episode, I'm a PhD student and group fitness instructor, and I think the way Mr. PhD made Carlin feel is so inappropriate. Red flags, he's got to go. No excuses for men being jerks in 2021. So, Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, another, another PhD, God love you all. I'm so honored you listen to our nonsense each week. It makes me feel Sorry. better about myself. Not I that know. if you're not getting a PhD, I don't have a PhD. I'm not impugning any of our listeners without PhDs. You are also my people because I have I got one degree and that's, you know, whatever. I'm proud of the one I have. Um, but it, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> hey, Smarties. Yeah. Um, also, as a former PhD student in a famously tough field on hold right now, there really isn't a reason that he can't text during the week. I think that's more <laughs> about him and less about the PhD. Most PhD students find time to socialize, find love, have families, pursue their hobbies, etc. The I'm too busy to text during the week seems like he's found a way to be a fuckboy that other people won't really question. There is something to like, I'm going away to business school. I'm studying for my LSAT. It's like this... The school or career change as a caveat or a uh, – I'm just being dumb right now. But, you know, I, like, I feel like Condition. this is a thing, a theme. Yeah, yeah. Then, agreed. Yeah. Also, I think, Carlin, people just really like you and will be very, you know, will be like <laughs> as though they're, you're they're going to bully whoever's mean to you. So. <laughs> yeah. And then another person whose friend is finishing her PhD program just added, oh, I, I missed the so busy with my PhD part. My friend just had a baby during the pandemic, moved all while finishing her PhD program, and she finds time to be a great friend, et cetera. <laughs> so I think people are just, you know, um, yeah, feeling for you. I think the workout thing, there was some more differing opinions on, and I think we touched on that nuance of like, you know, wanting to be active versus the way someone makes you feel about what your body may or may not look like before you ever meet them. But I don't know. I just wanted to share, Carlin, people were like, fuck this. He can date and get his PhD. Well, I love that, especially for kind of how it uh, ended up playing out or sadly or maybe also predictably, we are not seeing each other <laughs> anymore. But uh, it was just to follow up and put a put a pin in Mr. PhD um so after the date and i think i told you guys about this like we had the hug and it was fine and then had the standard like did you make it home okay and that was fine and then over the next week i just didn't really ever think of him because i think in my head i was like oh this isn't gonna work but then also which i'm not i didn't realize until right now with everybody saying that i was also like oh i'm not allowed to text him like during the week so i wouldn't even like follow up Anyway, and by the time it actually was like a week that had passed, he texted me because it was actually like his birthday, which is like really terrible. Um, 
just because I, I really love birthdays and I told him that I really love birthdays. And I forgot, like, so if I forget your birthday, like, it means something. Um, and I had forgotten <laughs> about it. And just because, like, I thought we were done because also I didn't think that I would pass, like, the physicality test that he maybe had in his head. Um, but he, like, did reach out. and He was like, oh, how are you doing? So then I sent him something the next day. I was like, you know, was, I'm so sorry that I didn't follow up earlier, other than the fact that you told me not to text you during the week. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah. uh, thank you so much for coming out. It was so nice to meet you. I just don't think the chemistry is there, but I wish you the best of luck with your PhD. And then he texted me something back that I thought was actually really kind and considerate. Mm. Not that I thought he was an asshole, but mm-hmm. just it was just surprising to me. And he said, "Thanks for telling me. The pleasure was all mine. Was the pleasure was all mine. Afternoon at the museum was a terrific date. Good luck to you as well." And it was just like a really nice and sincere text message that I, then I kind of had a moment of like oh was I judging him like too harshly but like I'm definitely gonna go with my gut on this one that it was just not gonna work out and possibly for me emotionally like being insecure about my body and like how I felt like in that moment which that I mean I will take responsibility you know for my reaction to something I'm not you know saying to him like you know oh you made me feel bad um Although I think it's like, yeah, I don't know that we would we drive on that topic because of the way that you made me feel. I think that is something not to be ignored. Um, but I also just think, you know, just because it's COVID times, I'm not so desperate to like be with somebody that I'm going to settle for something that I don't feel great about. And that already has like rules that are like kind of crazy to me. Like, don't <laughs> don't text me during the week. I don't have time. Because uh, I, I don't know what that means. I can only yeah. I only have two days to text you. What do you mean? So I'm, I'm glad that it was like a gracious situation and he wasn't like, you know, a supreme dick about it, PhD or otherwise. Yeah, it's always nice like to to realize it, people responding well to like rejection texts is so, so, so nice. But it's also sad because, like, I've had those exact same thoughts. Like, every time I hear about a man taking rejection gracefully, I'm like, wow, what an amazing person. But it's sad. That means we expect them to reply to polite rejection, like, badly because so fucking many of them do. Like, I feel like that's always my expectation is they're going to be dicks. And then when they're not, it's like, oh, my God, like, is this a gem? (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's so true. And, like, kind of really terrible because I think we I also like you know you get in the mode of like being ready to block someone just like the moment something bad comes back like after you text and sometimes you don't know what's going to happen like if they don't text you back immediately maybe they're just not going to say anything at all and that's fine or they take a while to like rev themselves up and send you like you know a 10 page book about how you're an ungrateful bitch and nobody will ever love you like you know it's just it's there's so many like bad like responses to rejections that I think women go through that it's kind of sad to say like oh my gosh he said he had a nice time that's so nice maybe I should still date him and it's like no (laughs) you don't have to do that yeah I have a comment and a question I'm just saying that because I don't want to forget one and I'm in a weird mood so the comment (laughs) is like going along with that I'm thinking about you know we've had this conversation or this discussion so many times in this podcast like and I think now it's just like as a society, we've all realized like just saying to someone more clearly and honestly, like I just there wasn't a connection there is like 
the actually the kindest thing to do. But I know when I got texts like that, I'd always get a little defensive. I wouldn't lash out, but I think it's just a reminder that this guy, even if he wasn't a fit for you, he seems to be dating. Well, I was going to say from a healthy place. Maybe not. He had some other flags, but it doesn't sound like he's dating with like each date is going to be an evaluation on his worth as a human or if he could be loved the way I kind of used to date sometimes. Like I didn't matter if I liked the person that much on the first date. I just wanted the second date invite because I wanted to be good enough. And it's like really refreshing just to know that there are people out there who can handle mature endings. That was my comment. And then my question was, Carlin, do you think non-COVID times you would have sent the same text about being like, nah, or would you have felt it out longer? I'm just curious because I do think it's so challenging right now to like, Decide when you're like, I don't want to progress with this. I think that's a good question. I think uh, because we had been having like phone conversations where just in terms of like while being on the phone, like really getting along. But I think there's something to be said about like when you are when you have these first dates and like you have like the whole bundle of nerves. And for me, I think it's nice, like, you know, the way that I like to uh get ready and like you're going out like it's it's a nice excuse to like you know dress up and like you know present yourself in a non like you know sweatpants way um that I think I I don't know because I feel like the moment that I saw him like come around the corner to like meet at the museum I knew that like physically I wasn't really driving but I think sometimes like as a date progresses like that can change, but it didn't change for us. I think we also had a very sobering date because we're in like, you know, a bright light museum. <laughs> it's like religious art. Like there's not a lot of like, you know, dark corn. I mean, I guess technically, but there's no alcohol there. So, uh, and like, you know, flirting and like, you know, mood music or anything. So when you think about like going out for drinks with somebody, I think sometimes those dates, like there's, I don't know, there's a little bit more elasticity Mm-hmm. with it which at that point I might have thought to myself like oh well maybe I'll do another date but I think it just wasn't I think this one was just so clearly not there mm-hmm. for me and since COVID I've maybe like not been making great like food choices I'm already just like thinking about my body and yeah, that. how yeah. we got here <laughs> Never, I know how we got here um <laughs> so I think it would just be for me, it would have just been way too in my head, like, you know, oh, does he not like me in this outfit or do I not like myself in this outfit and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a that that's the most important part. I, I just imagine that like maybe for other dates you go on, there's more of a like I could potentially cut something off sooner just because like it's not worth all the testing and navigating my bubble that, it, you know, versus going on a second IRL date used to be like in 2019 when yeah. things were right. I will say that he had the most he I never met his roommate but his roommate was so intense about like the COVID situation of he like I felt like I was being interviewed for a government job it was like <laughs> when was the last time she was like on a bus and like who has she seen and how long has when was the last time that person was tested it was like all this crazy shit which I totally like respect and even he was like I'm so sorry my roommate's like kind of really crazy about this I know you've been tested but like 
in order for us to like meet up at this museum for two hours he just has all these questions and I don't want to lie to him and I was like that's fair that's good but it was like almost to a point like I was like man I'm not even I don't ask these my questions aren't this intense like maybe I'm being like a bad person like gosh damn um but it worked out I guess Mm. Well, it was a good journey for the pod, Mr. PhD. Mr. We've PhD. really I feel like we've really seen a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We wish him all the luck in the world. Hope he finds someone we love, that exercises. Totally. We also, you know, we stand a man who can take rejection well. Yes. He's mm-hmm. clearly you know, if not the right person for you, the right person for somebody. But we are going to move on to an, another first date. Um, we're going to hit the categories. We're going to talk all about it. But first, I'll just play the taxi cab, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just so we are clear for the, the listeners, I, I did take precautions between these dates. Like, we're just recorded at different times, of course. Um, but yeah. all, you know, COVID precautions were were taken. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like, yeah. <laughs> you get a peek behind the curtains this quote unquote season of the pod because we just, yeah, we can't. It would be, <laughs> Carlin would be putting herself in danger if she was going yeah. on a date each week and coming and reporting yeah. back. Yeah, there were like several, several weeks, maybe over a month between these dates, I think. We're, we're like we're going, going back in time back a little, time but a that's little bit. just so best. you know, we are not only bullying you. We're also being careful ourselves. Okay. Here is that TCC. Okay. So first in-person date, not Mr. PhD, Mr. Oh, my God. I don't have a name yet. I'll get back to you. <laughs> um, it was so good, though. It was weird. It was It was weird because, like, leading up to it, we like hadn't really talked and he's like oh I'll call you and then he didn't call me which is super weird for this guy we've been talking every day texting every day and like facetiming two times a week for a month because he wasn't in Chicago he was like visiting his parents for the holidays um so that whole like you know intellectual mental emotional conversation versus physical like we were definitely building that up and so today was the first time we had seen each other in person um, and I was super nervous because, okay, wait. So on his way back to Chicago, there was this time he was having like issues with like getting a car. And when he called me, his voice was completely different. I was like, oh my God, who is this? Like, can you catfish somebody with just their voice? Like I was legitimately like, this can't be him. And it was weird. His voice didn't sound correct. I don't know. It was, it was, it was weird. Um, Happy to confirm that it was normal <laughs> when I met him. I don't know. The date was so good. Um, and it was, yeah, it was, it was just good. And I know I said I'd have a name for him by the end of it. Let's go with Mr. Old Fashioned. I don't know. That's just because those were our drinks. Which also, I think the most important thing I learned is that, holy gosh, I miss mixed drinks like cocktails made by an actual bartender who knows what they're doing as opposed to me who doesn't know what they're doing when they're making an old-fashioned like oh my god it was so good <laughs> oh my god uh, i love it's true it was so good your voice is so like glowy it's, in that. i know it's so different <laughs> even listening to it 
I hadn't, I haven't listened to it since I recorded it. And I just, I mean, a combination of like, you know, good alcohol, but then also I do remember, you know, being like, you know, cloud nine or whatever, you know, all the good stuff that people say, but I think it was just such a purely positive experience. And I think also because we had been talking for so long on beforehand, I was just so nervous. Like you could do all this quote unquote work, I'm not saying it's actual work, but, um, and it could still, you know, all come crumbling down. Like the moment that you guys actually meet in person, or at least with this, like, kind of like COVID format. And so that the fact that it didn't, it felt like a regular crush, like dating experience where, um, you can go into it, like feeling all these feelings and like wanting to see them and like holding their hands and things like that, that it had been delayed for delayed so for so long that um I don't know it just felt it was I and that's why I keep saying the same word it was just really good it was so good (laughs) (laughs) what I love so fun to hear that though it's funny you know pre-covid times I feel like we were always you know little annoying grandmothers about like don't spend too much time texting and building fake chemistry potentially blah 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 like don't be pen pals because then you may be disappointed but the what what you described described to me and you know what is more common now with covid is almost more like you had a crush on a coworker, so like you see them every day you get to know them on one level and then you get to have the time you both saying like okay we're meeting up in person and doing this so it feels like more exciting to me to build it up you know yeah I kind of like it I think it's I think also because like on a first date, like as opposed to doing the opposite where you just meet immediately, you're kind of like, oh, well, maybe we should talk about this or you should talk about that. Like, at least for us, for having like a month, there were like a gajillion things we could talk about. And the, I mean, we'll get into it with the, like the categories, but like the bar that we're at was like playing all the music that we liked. So it was just, it was just, I don't know. It was just, I think also because, I mean, we have a lot of things in common, but I think just automatically that chemistry was there there was even a moment because um so we were like in a in a bar but it was like you know how the windows are walls and you can like open them it was <laughs> that and it's like negative 20 degrees it was it was a lot oh my god um oh chicago <laughs> um <laughs> but at one point a song came on and i was like oh my gosh i love this song and just because being excited and having like a good drink I turned around to tell the bartender that because he was singing it and so like my mask was down but then um he did this cute thing uh Mr. Old Fashioned he just like as my head was turned he like reached across and like pulled up my mask in just like this really cute like adoring way like for me to be safe and it wasn't even I don't know it was just like a really cute like here Mm. you go I don't know just familiarity for somebody that like I hadn't actually even interacted with yet um handsy handsy yeah but also I think there's something handy about that right yeah Uh (laughs) Yeah. exactly you're like you're looking out for the logistics and you're a little bit handsy yeah (laughs) it's good good. love it yeah Mm -hmm. like I mean yeah, I'm not going to say that I wasn't, like, you know, down to clown after that. Like, whoo. Yeah, that's also, like, sexy. That's, like, a sexual right? – it's, like, it's intimate, even though it's not – you know, it's not – he's not touching your butt, but it's, like, right. I that's care like about That's, like, a Bridgerton-level, like, you know, totally. hands touching. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Fully. Yes. I don't want you to get COVID. Like, mm-hmm. please, your mask. Do you- right. Oh, yeah. 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 It was cute. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's do our categories real quick. So we'll do pr- – we'll start with the pre-date. 
So this is, I guess this one doesn't really work. The first one is Andy Anderson detective work, <laughs> a.k.a. how much Google predate. Maybe we'll say, like, how much research did you do on him the first week you were texting with him? You know, like, like earlier on. Um, I just did a standard Google. He has an incredibly generic name. Oh, my gosh. And there were, like, 50 of him, like, older versions. It was... It was crazy. I was able to find one thing. He has a Twitter account from like six years ago, <laughs> which is ridiculous. And I don't know why he doesn't just take it down. Um, but it was uh, a delight. It was it was it was great. It was That's the things, the stupid things we tweet when we're young. I mean, I didn't do that, but he did. And it was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Me. Uh this is also, these feel silly. So just, we do text communication skills, pre-date on a scale of one to 10. You were obviously doing more than texting, but just, yeah, communication skills, scale of one to 10, pre-date. A gajillion. He's so good. He's so good. Like even better. I mean, I guess I wouldn't even say that I'm that good, but I've never seen a guy like text so well. Um, he, I think, I th- oh gosh even like the first time yes sorry I will just I could just go into it I think obviously because I like him <laughs> but <laughs> like oh this one time he said hi in a particular way like isn't that so cute <laughs> like that's just me in high school anyway yes texting 10 gajillion amazing all right what about outfit both yours and his and I guess this is tricky because did you keep like coats on if it was cold and and what did you wear and how do you think about it and what was your outerwear look yes um so and it was another thing is that like it had just like recently snowed and I didn't receive the lesson on like how to walk on ice I actually am quite bad at it and it gets like this really weird thing where I get like very nervous and my body tenses up and I can't listen to music as I'm walking and then like I'm just like constantly like snorting like that's how my body like releases the nervous energies because I'm like laughing because I'm nervous and then I start snorting I'm just it's so anyway um because I knew that was gonna happen I decided to take um an uber so the outfit I was able to like do a little bit more flexibility instead of like not shielding myself against the um the temperature but had like this nice like gray big like faux fur coat on a sweater that you couldn't see because I kept the coat clothes black jeans and then my uh tims actually which worked out but I think the other thing about it is and I don't know if this is a category but if, if there's a question about like how much time did you have as great as he is of text communication he's still a boy at the end of the day and it was literally like an hour before we met up and he was like, oh, well, do you want to meet up now? Sure, I want to, you idiot. But like, I need time. He was like, oh, I can mobilize relatively quickly. I was like, well, good for you. Yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah, you're like, a fucking dude. Right. Like, yeah. What about the patriarchy? Yeah. Right, like, exactly. <laughs> like, you created this world and now you're going to have to fucking wait for me to be ready. Exactly. <laughs> it was just so like annoying. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, that being said, I think I was able to pull pull it together. But um, yeah, and I think that was one of the things that I was worried about. Not that a guy has to have a certain kind of style, but I like clothes and I like looking nice and what I think is nice to me, which it can be anything for anybody. And I like a guy, not that he has to value it in the same way, but like he has to at least try and I think I feel strongly about like different kinds of 
or different items of clothing, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure, like, just based on, like, certain aspects of his personality, I was like, uh, I'm not sure, because he was like, oh, well, you know, would never spend, like, this much on shoes or whatever. And it's like, uh, well, <laughs> that ship has sailed for me. But, um, <laughs> but it was totally fine. It, like, everything <laughs> looked good. He had this cute little adorable hat on. And not just, like, a beanie, but it has, like, the tassels, like, on the oh, end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, of course, like, his mom had given to him <laughs> for Christmas. He's like, well, I just got it. I had to wear it. I was like, you're right. You did. <laughs> and it was cute. I feel That's like horrible. just before we move on, your coat, your look sounded fabulous. And I feel, I was playing with this on the Instagram, but, like, Inauguration Day, all these monochrome looks, all these amazing coats and jackets, like, inspiration for dating if you can safely date in a cold area, like a jacket can be an entire look. And I just feel, I felt inspired. And here Thank in LA, you. I don't really need a jacket right now. Not That's not a brag. It's also gray and disgusting today. But I, I, I honestly was like, I miss the cold winters and the cute jackets. So, Well, and that's something that we had talked about it that I kind of realized like, oh, maybe this will be an issue. So my thing, I love outerwear. I did recently count because after talking to him, I was like, oh, I should count how many coats I have. It's a lot. It's more than like two hands worth of coats. But I think the thing is, you live in Chicago, you have a reason to wear every kind of coat that fucking exists. Mm-hmm. Because there are so many nuances between like, oh, well, it's 40 degrees to give, but today it's not sunny and there's a bit more wind. So it would be a completely different coat slash jacket. Um, and I feel very strongly about it, as you can probably tell from my voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great point. And then I think, right, like the inauguration, like after seeing it in like a certain person in a certain outfit, like, yeah, like that's the kind of level I'm trying to be at. I mean, obviously don't have the same like resources <laughs> as all those people on that <laughs> stage. But like the way that everybody felt in reaction to those coats, like I want to feel that for myself from what I I'm wearing and gosh darn it coats always do it for me man totally yeah I also was like I want more color I want to wear more color in the winter everybody oh like the bright colors I was like yeah all my everything I own is navy and gray yeah I have I a bright down. yellow one I have a hot pink one that mm. I get compliments on all the time I love the always, pink yeah. look oh, that yeah. was like Biden one of his his like granddaughters somebody? yeah someone yeah. young that was a yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, into it. They were bringing it. Yeah. They're with their They're matching masks too. They all right? have the right colors. <laughs> I was like, you guys killing the game by the right people. Yeah. Um, okay. So now we're on the date. Oh, right. Is this? Oh, it's your turn, Kimmy. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I keep jumping not. on your. Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Date venue dicks one to five. Five dicks is good in this scenario. You can also shout out. You can also say the name of the date place if you feel comfortable doing it. We would do that in New York. No pressure to, but you can say the name of the bar and talk about it if you would like. Wait, did you say something about dicks? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, we haven't really taught you our scale. Oh, yes. it's right. it, Dicks are, are a replacement for stars, like if you were going to write oh. a Google review or something. Okay. So it's just how many dicks out of five. You yeah. can give half a dick if you want to give it like three and a half dicks. Okay, great. And it's for the purpose of a first date specifically. So it doesn't have – like it could be amazing food and drink, but it's, if it's not the right vibe for a first date, it would get like less dicks, if that makes sense. Right, right, right. I would say for – COVID, it was a five for like a non-COVID times. I would say it's like a four. Okay. Still solid. Yeah. Yeah, still pretty good. Okay. So then lust at first sight, yes or no? Yeah. And 
Oh, I was expecting a yeah. <laughs> I, th- I I feel like less to me. It's like less to. I guess I'm also like in the Bridgerton mindset. Like, did I want him to take me right there? No. <laughs> um, which I think sometimes you can like feel that totally. it was like a slow, slow, slow burn. Okay. Not a slow burn. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. Sure. It no. like developed over the date. Yeah. But it's not like a. I want to fucking jump your bones yeah. immediately upon seeing you. Yeah. Vibe. Not yeah. big Duke energy. Sorry. I Oh my God. Kimmy, you need to tweet that. I don't even have a Twitter, but <laughs> that is good. Big Duke that's energy. yours. That's good. Uh, I didn't steal that from anywhere. I'm feeling too It's hers. Leave it. Put it on the social. It's Kimmy. It belongs to Kimmy Foster. Usually I borrow jokes. I mean, maybe I saw it somewhere. Okay. Um, what Harry Potter house would your date belong to? And you can do rising as well, like rising sign, you know, if you if you need more than one. Oh, uh, he's definitely Ravenclaw, but like with a dash of Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. What would you be? I mean, I know what I think, but I want to know what you think. <laughs> I was going to say Slytherin, but like, is, do you think that's wrong? I don't know. I think it's wrong. <laughs> I feel very strongly about what house you are, but I want you to say what house you think you are. I was, I was gonna say, I could, see, I guess, I could see Gryffindor, but I feel like my no energy is so like they're like, Carlin, do you want to save the Wizarding World? I'd be like, no. <laughs> I'm staying in this amazing dining hall where the food just like regenerates itself. You idiots. <laughs> I was going to say Gryffindor for you, too, and I feel strongly about it. I see that, and I don't know you nearly as well as Liza. Okay, great. That's what I would have said as well. Um, Okay, so our next category, the Roskit test. Did your date ask you at least one interesting question about yourself? This guy, since you knew him well, I'm assuming the answer is yes. Yes. Great. Yeah, they were all good questions. Um, Rosé and Thorn. Sorry, Liza, I know you love saying this one. (laughs) So the high and low of the date, if we haven't discussed them yet. Uh, I guess the high would be the end. So we were, uh, we went to a bar that is near my apartment. So he walked me home and it was a really nice walk and it was cute in terms of like closeness. And I see like the last, like went way up for the walk home. Um, and then like at the end we kissed and it was really nice. Mm. Um, and I guess the, low was just that we didn't have that much time because they had limited hours at the bar because of covid so they weren't they weren't open that long so it wasn't Mm. you know that long of a of a first date which i guess is is okay because it worked out okay um the 2020 test or 2021 test (laughs) did gender stereotypes play out paying mansplaining etc any weird gendery moments um, I don't actually remember who paid. I don't know if it was, I think he probably paid. I don't remember, but I don't think there was any mansplaining. I guess some mics could see like the mask moment as like a, oh, put your mask on. But it was just totally cute and not yeah. that. It was a total Mr. Darcy. Although I guess sometimes Mr. Darcy's a dick moment, but like, you know, whatever. I think it sounds sexy. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. Cool. You had to be there. Like it was like, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and to wrap all of this up in our wrap up section, was this date MPAA rated PG, PG 13, R, or X? We never say X, but 
That's so sure. funny. Um, I'd say, I don't know. Kisses now aren't really, is that PG? I don't even know. I feel like we call it PG-13. Yeah, I feel like PG, PG is like a hug at the end of it. Like for, for the purpose of a first date, you know? Yeah. I guess I would say PG-13 because later, because it was in the lobby of my building. And then the next day I was like, oh, that's totally on camera now. That makes me kind of feel kind <laughs> of um, And so, and that made me feel like a kind of way to be like, oh, <laughs> whoops. So then I would maybe call that PG-13. <laughs> for sure. A for camera reaction. <laughs> kissing, that's PG-13. All right. Um. So I think we probably know the answer to this one, but hindsight, would you rather have spent the night with friends, alone, or on this date? On that date. That makes sense. It's so funny. I feel like what as we do these categories with a really good first date, I realize how we've tailored them to the majority of first dates, which are not terrible and not great. They're just meh. You yeah. know, like these questions. Like, well. yeah. And then would you accept or give this rose? I think we also know the answer here. I would. I would give this rose. Yeah. This would be like a, he would totally, it wouldn't be the, um, I don't know that it would be the first impression rose. I think it would definitely just be like the date rose, like specific to like he, you know, sealed the deal, did the home run, whatever metaphor you want to yeah. use. Yeah. Like you went on the one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. it's the dinner, you're like ready to hand it over. Yeah. You're not going to send him home. Yeah. 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 Yes. I forgot we said we would overhaul these you saying first impression rose like I want to add more bachelor tropes to this I want to talk about like bachelor in paradise potential you know what I mean like I, I think we said we'd do that I will give myself a strong buzz at some point this weekend and try to brainstorm a little not that not that I need alcohol to do everything in my life but that, that <laughs> sounds like and we're things. always open for suggestions if anyone has category suggestions you can hit us up with them um cool so overall Good vibes. Such good um, vibes. I think we'll probably talk about him again and potentially like how this translates into COVID, right? Like how how a good first date in person, like you did everything right. You like took a bunch of time digitally to get to know the person, like did a safe COVID meet cue. It was a great first date. And then the question is like, what's next? And yeah. I feel like that could potentially be our next ep with you. Correct. If that's the right move. Yeah. But do we have anything else worth discussing on this first in-person date? Anybody? Questions, comments, thoughts, feelings? I'm just happy that you had a really good first date. <laughs> like, yeah, warmed to my heart, really quite good. frankly. It's really fun. It's so fun to hear about, like, a good in-person first date during COVID. It makes me feel like we're going to, like, be out of this at some point, yeah. you know? I think also the surprising thing to me was like, he's such a good texter that I think mm. like it's all, all of that was so easy and it just like wasn't hard at all. And then we got into like a really good rhythm between like FaceTiming two times a week, but then also like there was one week where I was just busy. Like, so he texted me maybe like on a Sunday and then I couldn't do anything to the next Friday. And there was like a moment of like both of us being like, oh, that's too long. Like it was just, I don't know, everything you would kind of think like not being able to talk in person would kind of create like all these walls and like would lack authenticity. But I feel like it was just so much easier for us to be vulnerable. And I think we also had a conversation about like just being that way. And there would be moments where he'd be, he would like stop himself and he's like, okay vulnerable and then he would say like this big th it was just I mean he's very like I guess logistical like that um 
But I think there was a surprise for me that it was so authentic. And I think that I, you know, could completely trust like what he was saying and what we talked about. And I think there was just an openness that I had never like really had with anybody before. So it was kind of scary. It's like, oh, is this real? And also he's like, not even here right now. When is he coming back? So then that's why when he did call me and his voice sounded different, I was like, oh, fuck, I've been played. (laughs) It's not him. It's some other guy. (laughs) Or for some reason, he would do this terribly long, month long game of talking to me. Very complicated catfish situation. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, in my mind, I'm like, why wouldn't somebody do that? Men are terrible. (laughs) Don't blame you at all. Yeah, like that shit fucking happens. Yeah. Yeah. So glad that it wasn't that. (laughs) Well, I really enjoyed hearing about Mr. Old Fashioned part one. I will say earlier on when I just knew Mr. Old Fashioned but knew less of the story, I wasn't sure if it was going to be that he was named after the cocktail or like being an old fashioned kind of butt. So I'm very happy it was the former. And yeah. I know. That's why I felt bad. Like in the confession, I was like, oh, that sounds bad. But I like literally don't have anything else (laughs) to call. No, for me, it was like 50-50. It it could go either way. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. I love it. Um, amazing. Well, guys, what a great app. We've covered a lot of topics. I have no cute wrap ups. We will be back. Go. <laughs> I think we're gonna have an ex probably an expert next week and then Carlin the week after. So you'll hear more about Mr. Old Fashioned and or another date. Um we will be coming at you with your dildo. <laughs> <Saturday>. <laughs> Well, I'm Dildo Girl now. That that's that you are. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh. Anything else? I don't know. All new dicks. Go make yourself an old fashioned. Like, fuck yeah, guys. Yeah. This was fun. Yeah, Thank I'm you definitely so much, having Carlin. one tonight. Right. Yeah. Figure out a way to rent under the Tuscan Sun with Diane Lane. Everybody oh. do that. <laughs> I may rewatch it. It was truly only like three weeks ago that I saw it. Okay, cool. So good. <laughs> Thank you, Carlin. As always, we love you all. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.